And a very good Friday, a sweet Friday for you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Stephen Strom, here. The Marlins complete the sweep over the Washington Nationals. They beat them yesterday afternoon, 5-3. Yuri Perez with another solid outing, his second one of his major league career. As always, for the recap, here is your radio voice, Kyle Seeloff. Well, a terrific day for the Marlins here at Lone Depot Park. They wrap up a six-game homestand with four victories. It concludes with four straight wins. The Miami Marlins beat the Washington Nationals by a final score of 5-3 to three this afternoon. And the Marlins have swept this three-game series from the Washington Nationals. It is their second series sweep of the season. And the icing on the cake here today, Yuri Perez collects his first victory in the big leagues after five strong innings on the mound. This is the 10th inning show. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Rod Allen is with us as well. And, Rod, let's start with the young man, Yuri Perez. Your thoughts after five innings this afternoon? I thought he did spectacular. I mean, just 78 pitches thrown. I still think he needs to throw his fastball a little bit more than he throws his off-speed pitches. But all in all, I thought uh, Nick Fortes handled him beautifully. Nick also had a very nice game. Uh, offensively, but uh, I think his primary goal is to handle Perez, and he did that uh, with perfection. So I love uh, Yuri Perez. I think this guy's future is bright, and he's only going to add to what we do here at the Major League level. Marlins came off a road trip through Chicago and Arizona at 19-19. and They lost their first two games to the Reds. They were 19-21, and and as we head west, Rod, they're 23-21. and They've rattled off four wins in a row. To me, this afternoon offensively, the Marlins were 4-for-10 with runners in scoring position. That included three two-out RBIs. That's the difference in this ballgame. You know, I think you and I started to uh, watch this team in spring training because we worked uh, quite a bit together on the radio side, and we saw a different approach with two strikes and two outs. And I think it's all come to fruition here in the first six weeks of the season. They're doing a better job of not striking out. Therefore, they're giving themselves a chance to win more ball games, especially the close games. I think Kim Ang did a wonderful job in the course of the offseason by bringing in a bunch of guys that can put the ball in play. And that's why we were able to win games. And we're never out of games when you got contact players. Seeing some guys like Gene Segura start to put the ball in play and they're starting to get rewarded. What do you think about the young man Xavier Edwards this afternoon? For just the 12th time as a professional, the first time in the big leagues, he made a start in center field. And today he collects his first major league double, his first major league stolen base. His first big league RBI. Nice to see him there in the night spot this afternoon for Skip. Well, he's a good baseball player. He knows how to play the game. Uh, speed is pretty much his weapon, and he used his speed today to do a couple of really nice things. Uh, you talked about the fact that he played in center field. I don't remember if he got a fly ball or not. I don't remember him getting one, but uh, all in all, he did a very nice job, and he will continue to get opportunities as long as he continues to play well. But it also gives the Marlins a different dimension when you got a switch hitter because they don't have many guys like that. So it's nice to have a switch hitter at your disposal. And, Rod, before we set sail to San Francisco here, again, we talked about this during the broadcast. Two days ago, we saw Jesus Lazardo pitch extremely well. Yesterday, we saw Edward Cabrera beat Mackenzie Gore. Today, the young hotshot prospect, Yuri Perez, goes and wins a ball game. Tomorrow, Sandy Alcantara takes the mound for the Marlins. That is how the ball starts to get rolling downhill for big league teams, and you rattle off wins in bunches. We'll see if they can keep it up. Well, they should be able to do so when you've got that kind of firepower coming out of your starting rotation. All four of the guys that you just mentioned 
Uh, they all have fastballs that uh, can get up to 100 miles an hour. I've never been on a staff where you have that many guys mm. uh, that can reach triple digits. And if they can stay in the strike zone and give that bullpen a rest every now and then, and the offense perks up and continues to swing the bat the way they're swinging the bats, uh, anything can happen. All right, buddy. I'll see you on the bird shortly. All right, buddy. Marlins beat the Nationals by a final score of 5-3. to three. Highlights from this ball game. The Marlins got it going in the second. Nobody on base, one out. De La Cruz was facing Williams. Trevor Williams will work out of the windup, and here's the 1-2 pitch to De La Cruz. He swings and hits it pretty well deep in the air. Center field going back. Call. Warning track wall. Goodbye. Brian De La Cruz breaks the ice here in the bottom of the second inning. It was his fourth home run of the season, his 15th run knocked in here in 2023. The Marlins, however, did not start there. In the bottom of the third inning, Nick Fortes lined out to right field. Xavier Edwards doubled, and the next man to bat was Gene Segura. Here is Gene Segura, and he swings and hits it over the head of Dominic Smith. That's a fair ball just inside the chalk down the right field line. Edwards will fly around third. He'll score. Gene Segura stays hot. He's hitting five straight in the Marlins' lead 2-0 here in the third. That's exactly what you have. That was Gene's fifth RBI of the season. It was 2-0 headed to the top of the fourth, but the Nationals started to make a little noise. Leading off the fourth inning was the all of a sudden very dangerous. The Marlins killer now, Jamer Candelario. Okay. Here's a swing and a drive. Hit pretty deep. Diana, you're bringing us bad luck. This thing is long gone. Jamer Candelario stays scorching hot against the Miami Marlins. He is now 7 for 9 in this series. It's his first homer. It's his fifth of the season. And that splits the deficit in half for the Nationals here in the fourth inning. It's 2 to 1. But that 2 to 1 deficit for the Nationals didn't last long. Because with a couple of men on base, the Marlins extended the lead in the bottom of the fourth with Xavier Edwards at the plate. Burdick bluffs. Here's a line drive. Hit into right field. It's a base hit for Xavier Edwards. He's got his first run knocked into the big leagues. Here comes a throw in towards third. A head first slide by Peyton Burdick. He's safe. Xavier Edwards is two for two this afternoon. The Marlins regain a two-run lead. It's three to one here in the fourth. And Xavier. And it would stay that way into the bottom of the seventh inning when the Marlins would score their fourth run of the afternoon, thanks in courtesy to Garrett Cooper. Here's the 0-2 to Cooper, and he lost one in the air. Shallow center field could fall, and it does! Garrett Cooper, that's a big two-out base knock here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Fortes will scurry home from second, and the Marlins have opened up their lead. It's 4-1. to one. Really nice job. And it was 4-1 to one going to the top of the eighth inning this afternoon, but it started to get really dicey for Waskar Brazoban of the Miami Marlins. After Alex Call popped out the shortstop, Luis Garcia singled, Lane Thomas singled, and then Jamer Candelario came to the plate again. Clock ticks down to 10, not a problem for Brazoban. The 0-1 pitch is lined down the right field line. That's a base hit. It might chase Burdick all the way into the corner. Garcia's going to score. It's going to be an RBI double for Jamer Candelario. This is a 4-2 game, and now the tying run is at second base here in the eighth. And then it got even closer. The next man to bat was Corey Dickerson. 1-1 pitch. Dickerson swings. It's a little nubber off the end of the bat. Segura's got it. He'll have to put it in his back pocket. Scoring from third is Thomas. Oh, my goodness. That ball was hit off the end of the bat by Corey Dickerson. That is a really cheap infield RBI in a single, and now it's 4-3. Yeah, we might. 
It was 4-3 to three going to the bottom of the eighth inning, and Erasmo Ramirez came on for the Nationals. So Lair flew out to center. De La Cruz reached on an E5 after Wendell struck out. Peyton Burdick singled, and that brought Nick Fortes to the plate with a couple of men on base. Here's the 1-1 to Fortes, and he swings and he lines it in the air. Right center field, base hit for Fortes. De La Cruz is going to score. Burdick is flying towards third. That's another big two-out base knock for the Marlins this afternoon, and they retake a two-run lead. It's 5-3 here in the eighth. So that set the stage in the ninth. Dylan Floro came into the ballgame for the Marlins in the absence of A.J. Puck. Floro putting in a bid for his fourth save of the season. He initially walked the leadoff hitter Dominic Smith after Jake Alou grounded out three unassisted to Garrett Cooper and C.J. Abrams bounced back to Floro. The last hope today for the Nationals was the pinch hitter in the ninth inning, Ildemaro Vargas. Count is one and one on the pinch hitting Ildemaro Vargas. The switch hitter in the pitch is hit on the ground. Out the second, should do it. Arise scoops it up. He flips it to Cooper. This ball game is over. The Miami Marlins sweep the Washington Nationals. They have swept their second series of the season and collecting his first major league victory in his second big league start this afternoon is the young and promising 20-year-old right-hander Yuri Perez. What an afternoon of baseball for the Marlins, who will now enjoy a happy flight to San Francisco. They beat the Washington Nationals by a final score of 5-3. And Yuri Perez is all smiles down there on the field. A happy flight indeed for Miami. Yuri Perez, five innings this afternoon, and the winning effort, a run, three hits, one walk, six men left on base, allowed the homer. He's allowed three runs now in the big leagues. All three runs have been solo homers. Matt Barnes worked an inning and two-thirds. Steven Okert worked a third of an inning. Oscar Brazoban allowed a couple of runs in a shaky eighth while allowing four hits, but he got out of it with a double play. And Dylan Floro saved his fourth game of the season. He put the clamps down on the Nationals in the top of the ninth couple of multi-hit performances for the Marlins this afternoon, and it came from the eight and nine hitters in the batting order. Nick Fortes was two for four. He has upped his season average to 210, and Xavier Edwards was two for three. A couple of firsts, a few firsts, I should say, for Xavier Edwards this afternoon. It was his first big league double, his first big league stolen base, and the first RBI for the switch-hitting Xavier Edwards, making his first major league start in center field today. Gene Segura had a hit, so too did Garrett Cooper. De La Cruz chipped in with a homer, and Joey Wendell and Peyton Burdick also chipped in with a hit apiece here today. For the Miami Marlins this afternoon, they struck out seven, and that means that $175 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer for every strikeout this season. $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the second sweep of the season. First was the Cubs, now it's the Nationals. Skip had a lot of say in this presser yesterday afternoon. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> First big league win for Eudi. Um, he looks so composed out there. Just how impressive has it been just being so young and being so composed and doing what he's doing? Throwing all his pitches is what's the most impressive to me for strikes. First pitch strike was great. Changeup was really good. Curveball was good. Uh, slider behind the count for strikes. I mean, he was he was pitching. It wasn't just like, I have really good stuff. I'm just going to throw it. He was actually pitching. I thought him and Fortes uh, worked really well together today. And, um, you know, pretty cool to see a first one here at home. 
after that one, two, three, I think it was fifth inning, just at 78 uh, pitches, just how difficult was it to make the decision to, to pull him there? Or? Yeah, it's tough because he's on a you know pitch count. So it, you know you think about if he has a long at bat the next inning with one guy, do you just pull him after one guy? And you know it just didn't really make sense. And to get a clean inning from Barnes, hasn't pitched in four days. Uh, it's been his fifth. Um, we thought we could get multiple innings out of Barnes and hand it to our back end guys, and he did enough for us to win. So I thought it was it was good enough. Edwards had a nice day. Cooper and Fortes giving you guys insurance friends there. Has it really? Has this team just really adopted that next man up mentality? Yeah, we just find ways to win. Um, sometimes it's not the prettiest, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, the the winning is the most important part of your day. And they have found ways to win. Uh, X did a great job. Spot start in center field, hit and run. Um, Got a uh, good stolen base. Um, thought Fortes had a great day today. You know, hit the ball hard three times. Huge RBI at the end. Cooper, huge RBI. Just adding insurance runs was because um, you never know what's going to happen at the end. And it turned out that we needed all those runs. So, um, yeah, really good two two out, kind of two strike hitting uh, up and down the group. I'm curious, like, with, you know, you're kind of being on this pitch count type of thing. Is the message to him just keep pitching the way you are, try to be as efficient as possible, knowing that maybe clubs might try to up that pitch count? I think every club tries to up everyone's pitch count. That's the goal, to try to get in everyone's bullpen. So we don't put a, you know, we don't tell them you only have this amount of pitches, so good luck, It's or innings. It's, you know, we have an idea, we watch it. Um, he doesn't know exactly the pitches that we that we're thinking about. Um, I don't think it's fair to him. And so, you know, we again we have we have an idea of what we want to do. Um, if he gives us five like that every game, he gives us a chance, to, a really good chance to win. So again, it's not really innings; it's more on the pitches side, and um, it could be different every game. Did you think it maybe something different compared to his last game, or it was just more of a game? What do you mean? I mean, with Derry, I mean, any adjustment, any. Something that you see better this time than. I thought he was great both times, honestly. I mean, his composure has been good, throwing all his pitches for strikes, getting back into counts with off speed pitches. I just thought both starts have been really impressive. A lot of times you come up here, it's just you outstuff people in the minor leagues. You can't outstuff people uh, really up here. There's very few guys that can do it. Um, so, you know, when he's he's actually pitching, and so, yeah, of course, there's learning lessons, and he'll go back, and he had one long inning. He could probably look at it and, you know, probably get into the six if he doesn't have a, you know that long of an inning but I mean I'd, I'd be that be looking for something to to criticize I thought he did a great job over two starts just three solo homers all on the four seamer too so I guess that's something you pinpoint as well just I guess because you mentioned the you know the secondary pitches but the yeah but yeah guys I mean it's a major leagues guys are going to hit and then um I, you don't want to scare away from your fast plate. There's a hundred. So the last thing I'm going to say is, you know, don't throw your fastball. Of course, there's always, you know, command of your pitches. And you can look back on a lot of starts, and there's a lot of pitches that are left over the middle that guys foul off. So, it's you know, you throw strikes, we have a good chance to win. I don't want him or any of our guys to be scared to throw it inside the strike zone. We always have a good chance. If there's solo home runs, typically don't beat you anyways. So uh, totally okay with the solo home run. What did you think of Xavier Edwards' defense out in center field? How do you think he, he looked? He, he looked great. Didn't get a play. So it was great. <laughs> um, and along those same lines with uh, some some slick plays at, at, on the corners, 
with Coop um, and Segura. What did, what did you think of their play today and how they looked overall defensively this season? So, uh, you know, a couple guys that have been playing out of position early on have really grown and worked hard to be at least average, if not above average now, including Jazz. So you're talking about a lot of guys that we have put in the Hampson's different positions and even Burdick in different positions in the outfield. You got X Edwards playing in center field. You have uh, Wendell, our starting shortstop and Segura. I mean, you can go down the list and a lot of guys are playing out of position and we're, you know, doing a really good job because it takes work. Um, guys, it doesn't work unless you have a good work ethic and credit to all these guys you saw it, 10 30 11 in the morning the guys were taking ground balls and Yuli's taking fly balls on his off day so there's there's just um, a really good work ethic inside that clubhouse and when your best players are your hardest workers this thing goes so um you know cooper's been diving play after diving play this year it's been really impressive what he's doing over there and um and you know no one's talking about arias either right so he played first base all year last year pretty much and he's been looking great there too so it's it's been a, a credit to Jody and and Pipe and working those guys hard and um, you know it's just been fun to watch. Skip, with, with what's going on in this market with the, the Heat and the Panthers, you guys kind of flying under the radar. You like that? There's not a lot of pressure here. The, but you guys are one four in a row. You're two games over five hundred. Yeah, it's six weeks into the season, so yeah, I, I don't go. I go too far ahead. We don't get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, you know, if it was a four game losing or four game winning, we take it game by game. So far, I know it's cliche, but it's just the reality. Did I go home and watch the Heat game? Of course. Our, all our guys are wearing the Panther jerseys on the flight, so we are aware of what's going on. It's a pretty special time to be here. Uh, so flying under the radar is okay right now because uh, you know there's a lot of other things that are happening, but. Uh, you know, we're, we're, I think we have a fun team to watch too. So as soon as those season end, hopefully they both get a championship and then, uh, you know, they can come watch our games. Skip, I was curious with the Heat. I talked to some players in the, um, in the, in the room here and they said that you study other coaches also. Is Spolster one of those guys that you have looked at? I've studied him for multiple years. Mm -hmm. So I read all of the athletic articles about him. There's one that just came out. I've watched every speech of his the last four or five years. Um, I think he's one of the best in all of sport so they're very lucky to have him yeah i research all the best and he's he's the best how good is it to have this kind of run going into a very long rolling road trip you always want to i said last road trip coming home you want to have a happy flight uh so we're gonna have a happy flight we have a tough uh three game set with um their best three in my opinion going after uh, of course we get those three in san fran colorado's never easy to play at you know your pitching is always exhausted you know leaving there and, and then you go to a tough team against anaheim uh, in anaheim so yeah i mean the major leagues are hard wherever you go it's gonna not gonna be easy so yeah you know our, but our guys are going about the right way and um you know with all the injuries and everything that's happened they keep going and um you know the baseball never stops for anybody it just it never it doesn't matter what happens and and these guys just keep going and it's fun to watch them i was just curious on that eighth inning round that went to Segura, um that he doesn't throw over was that did he talk to you after was it maybe just because he didn't want maybe the throw over to first that the runner would go to he would have been safe Right, no, I'm saying, well, and it's also said so it kept the double play and check. Yeah, I don't think you get him out. I think it was it was hit so weak that uh, with the good speed, I don't think you do it. So um, smart play by not trying to make something out of nothing. I think it probably is the the comment on that one. Sometimes you you get it and try to do something, throw it away, and you know here we go. So I think it was a good good move. Um, some people like to look at run differential as a 
as a stat that is like can get the general vibe of the team. This team is two two games over five hundred with a run differential of negative fifty two. Um, do you think that's sustainable, and does that really matter? It wins at the end of the day. I don't know if you ask one guy in that clubhouse if they know what run differential is or what even what we are at. So the answer is no. Um, you know, I know what that looks like at the end of the year, that most teams are on the positive side of that. But um, I like the win-loss column more, and that's what we kind of focus on. All right, that was Skip Schumacher. I had a chance to catch up with Nick Fortes on the field yesterday afternoon after the win. Let's hear what Nick had to say following the 5-3 to three victory over the Nationals. Yeah, thank you very much, Kyle. Nick, two for four today, a big RBI single in the eighth. How good did it feel on that side of the plate today? Felt really good. Uh, just try to simplify my approach a little bit, not try to do too much, and uh, pay it off to help the team win today. You called a heck of a game. What impressed you most? Let's do uh, Yuri Perez today. What's impressed you with him today? Uh, just his composure, to be honest with you. You know, giving up a homer and then not being scared to get right back in the zone, which is easy for a young guy to do is to get scared out of the zone when something like that happens. But, yeah, for him to just go back in there and attack and keep his composure was, was awesome. 4-2 homestand, two games over 500. We're going out to the West Coast. What's felt different, I guess, coming in with this year? Uh, I mean, we just have... A lot of fight in us you know compared to last year there's a lot of times where i felt like we would have rolled over in certain situations but this year it's just like no matter what we're we feel like we're still in it nick i appreciate the time thank you very much of course thank you all right kyle back to you all right nick thank you very much we are back at it tomorrow 10 15 down here in miami that means i've got marlins on deck actually at 9 40 so you get five more minutes of me on marlins on deck good for you we are back at it though against the san francisco giants a three-game set there as the marlins look to extend their win streak and keep this thing rolling here as always we hope you join us thanks for rewinding with us marlins nation let's flip the m together miami this is the marlins radio network driven by auto nation